you're either you're either on the bus or you're off the bus. Welcome aboard episode 22 of Ride the Bus, the official I Am a Wild podcast presented by Explore Minnesota. Coming your way, the banter in the background, the noise, the crowds. It's all back for our second ever Faircast. Yep. Joey Goldstein to my left. I'm Ben Gislason, and we are here in the Varied Industries building. What would be your directional navigation for how to get to us because this podcast is going to go out while the fair is still going on. Mm -hmm. We may not be here, but we should give a shameless plug to how to get to our yeah. booth here in the Varied Industries building. Yeah, well, our booth's going to be here until the fair. When the fair ends, then our time at our booth ends. But we are here. We've got all kinds of merch. We've got these awesome crash state fair t-shirts. That's our big thing every year with merch, right? You want to do a state fair t-shirt, something that's fun, something that's different. So we did a state fair shirt and... If there's one thing you know about the State Fair, it's everything is better on a stick. Well, hockey is better with a stick as well. So it's Crash, holding a corn dog on a hockey stick. Everything's better with a stick. Uh, we got those. We got some new tie-dye T-shirts, which actually I talked to Kelsey this morning. Those are flying off the shelves like hotcakes. So if you're into a tie-dye T-shirt, you better get here fast because they may not last long. Uh, but a lot of cool new merch. We had some awesome ticket packages, deals that you can only get at the state fair tickets won't be these this cheap at any point during the year so make sure you get here uh before the fair ends to grab those but if you're looking for where we're at my long-winded way of getting no kidding there. wow we're still making our way around the barn aren't we yeah yeah so inside the varied industries building the the best and easiest way to tell you where we are is just head towards the cookie stand if you can make your way to the barksdale cookie stand you will see our booth we are I could throw cookies and hit it. I'm not going to because they're and delicious. And you have cookies and I have because cookies we didn't start the show them. without no, buying a bucket and eating them. So, but we're very close to where the cookies are. Uh, so come on by, stop by. We're going to have staff here all week, uh, and it's going to be great. Uh, for anyone who has not listened to the Faircast episode before from almost a year ago to the day. All the veterans, uh, the podcast From last vets. summer. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of structure to this. There isn't a whole lot of, uh, I shouldn't say massive in-depth hockey talk. It's very free-flowing. Yep. It's very loose. Uh, and it is really unlike any podcast episode we put out throughout the course of a calendar year because we don't have a scheduled guest. We basically straw poll grab people out of the Varied Industries building. We... We platoon for people. We put a very crudely pasted sign up. We should probably get a picture of that to maybe put out. Maybe you want to tweet that, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, you can put that If not, out. it takes – so do we need to get into that? <laughs> already. I, I, you kinda, you're 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 diving kinda, into it already. You kind of teed it up. Let me, get a, let me get a thumbs up of you next to the – way to look enthused. I like mm -hmm. it. Cool. We'll tweet that out right now. So we've got our <laughs> – our podcast sign that is just literally <laughs> literally says be on our podcast. No preface, no preamble, no, no you, clue what they could be talking keep, about if keep they join the, the people, podcast. Keep the people wondering what they're what they're talking about. We did have right. someone before we hit record that said she was interested in joining us, said she loves hockey, also said she loves bowling, but she wanted to wait for her best friend to get here before joining us. And I told her we're only going to be here for roughly an hour, so she quickly texted her best friend to say get over here we could be on a podcast so we're already attracting some attention uh i think last year maybe four we had four different people come on uh just 
random people. I we, remember we, we had, had a few staff members come on as well. Staff, we had um, it was like a was it a high school volleyball team? There was a big collection yes. of of the girls. Like, we just won state championship or something like that. Uh, we had the firefighter who came on as well. That remember, was my favorite. Interview I remember with pitching the him local heroes night. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, we had a good crew last year. And uh, we've got uh, three st wild staff members currently staffing, and they've been here since 8 a.m. As mm -hmm. I've been told, uh, yep. they are uh, happy to be here, but also anxiously awaiting their 3 p.m. Uh, cast-off time. It's yep. a long stint at the fair. Yep, it uh, is. Troy Tischler is here. Athena Ubel is here, and Travis Green, who was on our staff spotlight last Recurring week, guest is, Travis is also Green. here. We have to bring him back uh, on. We we, <laughs> we may have to. Uh, but he'd, be in, he'd be in an elite class. Our recurring guests are Mike Murray, Dakota Mermis, and potentially Travis. So that's like that's a that's elite. We should bring up um, we should bring up our our uh, our bracelets that, oh, we're, yeah. that we're wearing. Uh, which again, we'll get these. Maybe we'll show them more on our next episode because this is a video-less episode. Just the idea of trying to set Marquise up in here and doing this from a videography standpoint. We made this call last year. seemed impossible. We didn't want to chaos. try it again this year. Chaos. So it is an audio-only podcast this week. But riding the bus, bracelets, and there's a Taylor Swift yeah, they're like phenomenon these, uh, of this. Yeah, they're, they're, they're friendship bracelets, basically. Um, and that's a, it's a big thing. Possible merch? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. First Give ever Jessica riding the bus. Yeah. I'd love to hear, would people actually like to have riding the bus merch? Aside from just the two hosts. <laughs> I, I know it's uh, the two hosts. But I, I would say a bobblehead, but I think the only person who wants that is my father. Um, <laughs> so we won't count that either. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like our logo would be cool on a T-shirt or something. But, um, yeah, we got these, these friendship bracelets. They're like the Taylor Swift arm candy. They're huge in the... Uh, you want to come on the podcast? Huge. Yeah. You want to come on? All right. Come okay, on. just like that. You're interrupted. That's fine. Okay. I was Who rambling about Taylor first? Swift. Maybe I'll You're ask going about Taylor first. Swift. Okay. All right. <laughs> so do you let, let's start with this. Okay, let me put this on. There you go. Do me a favor, count to 5. 1 2 3 4 5. Keep counting. One, two, three, four, five. Very good. Can you hear us okay? Yeah. My name's Ben. How are you? How are you? What's your name? Bria. Hi, Bria. Bria. This is Joey. I'm Joey. Nice Hi. to meet you. So, Bria, why did when you saw this <coughs> did your eyes light up? What what about this sign? Whether it's this sign or this sign, what what brought you here? Your headphones. 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 Oh, they are cool okay. headphones. Okay. They are very. So you cool wanted headphones. to wear you wanted to wear the headphones? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you want to wear the headphones? I don't know. Is it as cool as you envisioned it to be, putting the headphones on? Yes. I was going to say it's okay to answer no if you don't think it's, it's that great. So have you, ever been, have you ever been to an Iowa Wild hockey game before? No. No. Have you ever been to a hockey game before? No. Yes, what you have, Oh, okay. I have? Okay. What, I did. What, uh, can you tell us anything about hockey? Like what, what equipment do the players wear? Is there, what, what is it played on? What is hockey played on? What kind of floor is it played on? Ice. Very good. Is there, is there, well, there's a little black disc that they use. Do you know what that's called? No, but there, it's really heavy. It is heavy, that's correct. So one of these. Yes. Do you know what this is? No, but I know it's really heavy. It might even say it on there somewhere. Yep. 
There it is. Nailed there it. There it is. So do you play any sports? Do you dance? Do I, what do you do for fun? I do volleyball and drawing. Excellent. Okay. Uh, volleyball. Can you draw a better sign than this? Because that's... Could you draw us a new sign? Yeah, sure. Probably don't have to t <laughs> your, your mom would probably going to say you don't have the time to do it, though. Is, what do you think? Is this sign very well drawn? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an artist. I don't claim to be one. So that's that's uh, accurate. That's yep. great. What is your what are your favorite things to draw? Sloths. Sloths. Okay. Is that your favorite animal? Yeah. yeah. Why is a sloth your favorite animal? I know. I don't know, but they're like super cute. Sloths like that cute. they move super slow. It's a good impression. It's a very good, it's a good impression. impression. What's yeah. your favorite part about the fair, Bria? And then I'm gonna let I believe your brother hop mm. on because he looks antsy too. Um, all of it. All of it. What about your favorite food? Footlong corn dog. With me too. With me a too. lot of ketchup. Mm, I'm going to pull back. I'm a mustard guy. But I'll, uh, we're close. We're footlong corn dog friends, so that's good. I had a rattlesnake corn dog last year. What is that? It's exactly what it sounds like. It wasn't very good. A rat? Like a rattlesnake a corn dog. Yeah. You had a rattlesnake? Yeah. It wasn't great. This is where having it be a video episode would be great to see her face looking yeah, at you that reaction. like you ate rattlesnake. Yeah. Which one did you have? The alligator? I one. had alligator. I had an alligator corn dog. Stick with the normal footlong The corn normal dogs. ones They're are way, way better. better. They're yeah. way better. Yeah. Bria, thanks so much for stopping by. Anything else you want to say with the headset on that you've been dreaming to say? love sloths and they're the best <laughs> thing ever and they're just, like so cute and amazing i want to see one bria i hope I that you it. get to see one i don't know if they have them here at the fair but thank you for stopping by we really appreciate it thank you you're welcome well, that was delightful that was great okay so i'm guessing now that this is bria's brother am i correct on that yes what's your name big guy Devin Harris. Devin Harris. Devin, how old are you? 13. Have you been to a hockey game before? Yes. What hockey game? I think it was Iowa Wild. Okay, okay. What do you remember about the game? Nothing. Nothing. They must have lost that night. Yeah. Either that or he was too busy dancing, not really watching the game itself. That's true. Do you remember, Possible. like, music or, like, a light show or anything about, because this guy is in charge of a lot of what you see that isn't the actual hockey. The actual experience. It's kind of like going to a party a little bit, going to a, a wild game. Do you remember anything like that? No. A stupid question. He said he doesn't remember. He remembers nothing. You're fishing. And You're I, coming I up am, with I am nothing. fishing. Um, so that was a while ago. That's fair. I don't remember things probably even shorter in the past than that is for you, Devin. Your sister is a volleyball player and an avid fan of drawing sloths. What do you like doing? Playing football, playing basketball. Okay, okay. Who's well, your favorite football team? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. So you're a big Patrick Mahomes fan? Yes. Yeah. Big Travis Kelsey fan? Yes. Yeah. Naturally. Big Andy Reid fan? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, like Andy, I like Andy Reid a lot, yeah, too. Yeah, Andy Reid's a good guy. As I was sad when Tyran Matthew left to the Saints. Which I don't know who that is. It's the I safety. I, he will. Yeah. I, 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 my football knowledge is very... Is, is Ben's a Vikings fan. It's not a great fandom. It's oh. not. So I get yeah, it. you know. It's not good. Is, is Mahomes your favorite player on the team? Yes, yeah. of all time. Of all time. No, like, who's in second place? Second place? I don't even know. 
it's a pretty big gap then. Yeah. Have you been watching that quarterback? I just quarterback? like a lot of football players. Have you been watching that quarterbacks documentary yes. with Mahomes? You like it? I've watched two episodes. Yeah. It's pretty good. So do you play football? Yes. What position do you play? Don't know yet. Don't I'm know yet? I'm starting this year. Ah, awesome. What position do you want to play? I would say safety. Why safety? Because not a cornerback because I like I don't do man coverage. I'm like a cover two. Yeah. You like thing. to kind of roam yeah. and see what's happening. I yeah. got you. I got you. Like there's if there's a guy open, then I'll just go after him, you know. Yeah. Well, I never played football. You were a secondary guy, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, that was my exact strategy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. You guys are on the same line. I played here. safety, and then they moved me to cornerback because I was better there. But yeah. So you weren't a good safety. No, I was a good safety. But, but I was you were a better, a better cornerback. Were a better cornerback. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, I one to get your only allowed one pass on the side of my side of the field my senior year, so I think that's pretty good. But who's keeping track? Me. <laughs> I am. Devin, uh, <laughs> favorite food at the fair? Definitely footlong corn yes. dogs. Footlong corn yes. dogs. All right. I'm glad that that's sticking around for the younger generation. I thought that one might get because there's, there's so many ridiculous foods. Corn now. dog? It's like I don't know. I think that's like state fair is the corn dog. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so right? glad that I you're agree. enjoying that. That is the corn dog. Are you going to come to an Iowa Wild game this year? Maybe. I don't know. That's a good answer. It's better than just like, nah, no, I'm good. You should. You, <laughs> you should, should come to a Wild game. Yeah. My yep. friend is a really big hockey player, and he likes hockey a lot. Bring him along. Yeah. Make him buy the tickets. He goes quite a bit, actually, I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Well, Devin, this has been a blast. Anything else, buddy, that we didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about? No. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for cool. stopping Thanks. by. With that, our first guests on the Faircast, round two, Bria and Devin. And you called it. I was really fishing for hockey there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get anything. That's the, you know what? That's the, well, state, that's, okay. that's the fair, though. You never know what you're going to get with the fair. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. This, this is, that's the excitement of it, the allure of us coming to the fair. You never know what you're going to get. I also love that I instantly went to the signs and said what about this is what brought you over here and it was very very different than what i envisioned brought yeah. them over here it yeah was just the sign's not i mean let, let's uh, we'll be honest here the sign's not bringing anybody in the sign's not bringing anybody in uh but you hope it might catch someone's attention just for a quick second to pause where you can say oh wait you do want to be on the show That's exactly and then what they, happened yeah and then but it wasn't the sign it was the headset it was the headset in that instance who doesn't want to put a headset on i don't know that's why i do the podcast it has nothing to do with you or what we talk i just like wearing the headset maybe that's why i wanted to get into broadcasting in the first place was just to wear the headset could be which would beg the question why am i still doing it yeah i don't know. yeah that wouldn't make no. sense that way we've solved that one on here um one thing, that we, one thing that we didn't get to with Devin that we did after we bid them adieu was they asked how to watch or listen to the podcast, mm -hmm. said, hey, if you go to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that's about as far as, as I can go. Yeah. And, or whatever you kids are into these yeah, days. Yeah, snap face. And and what's that? Yes. <laughs> Nothing. And so anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted... And he said, I'm not on social media. And I was like, yes, here we go. It, 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 the worm is turning from social media. And 
you had a social media commentary, a diatribe that you wanted to get into today of all days. I did. Because we were talking about it yeah. on the way over. And then I actually, and we've talked about this before, but I unfurled There's been new, in, there's been oh, new information. Yeah, new information. Yeah. So, well, let's first start with not only did he say, I'm not on social media, you got very excited, but Devin said he was 13, so that tracks. Um, but yes, as we're walking here. Does it though? Yes, yes. I feel yes. like there's really young kids on social media. I mean, there absolutely are. And majority they shouldn't young, be. But majority of young kids don't have phones yet. And I hope so. At least I not, hope so. not by 13. I hope so. Um, but I guess it, it's kind of a different world now. I don't remember having a phone at 13. But um, Flip phone at 12. I, might, I can't remember. Middle I like school. Oh, no, middle one. school. No, you're right. It'd be middle school for me, so I wouldn't be 12. I would have been probably 13. Yeah. Yeah, 13, 14. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't yeah. know. Um, anyways. Yeah, new, new developments in this Ben Ben living in the Stone Age thing. So last last time this has come up, it was Ben tweets from his desktop on his computer. Meaning Still true. Whenever Ben sends out a tweet, he has to open his computer and and type in his tweets and, and send it. Which like kind of a pain. Not the end of the world. Like I will send tweets from a desktop occasionally if I have the computer up in front of me. I know that's how we do a lot of like our game day social media too, but like from a day-to-day practicality standpoint, that's not getting the job done. So I was making fun of Ben, as I do, about that. Really? Do you? Yep. And uh, it, it came up today that there is more to the story. Yes, there is. Ben does not have the app on his phone. He doesn't like having the app on his phone. He doesn't want all the notifications. So in Ben's mind, more to it than that. I'll no, get my, wait, I'll get my time in I'll the sun. I'll get as much out as I can here. In in Ben's mind, the the fix to that was to open up the Safari app, go to Twitter.com or X.com as it is now, log in through his internet browser and use Twitter there, which is a has. Is just wrong for so many reasons. Why? And then, and then when he, he do, when he's done with it, he can just X out of it, and and it's like it goes away. And he's li- he wants to limit his screen time, and there's there's he's got he doesn't like notifications. Little does Ben know he can turn off notifications on the app. Uh, you can restrict yourself from using the app when it's on your phone. There's a lot of things you can do now to limit screen time. Uh, iPhone. What do you mean restrict thing. yourself? Well, you can, like, restrict yourself to a certain amount of hours per day on apps and whatnot. And then it'll just stop? It mm-hmm. won't let me? Correct. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, this is a new development. It is a new development, but you keep doing your thing from the Stone Age, and uh, when you decide to catch up in, I don't know, maybe 2024, we'll be here waiting for you. I mean, if I'm being honest, which I like to think I usually am, the uh, I have an addictive personality, and the allure of that, well, I guess it probably wouldn't even be the blue the blue bird anymore nope. it's probably the weird it's x thing x. now yep. Yep. Yeah, which it's is a x. whole different rabbit hole that i can't go down um but i would not want to have that on my on my phone i wouldn't want to look at it i wouldn't want to even have the itch of like what if i can go on and scroll through and see what's going on in the cesspool of the twitter home yeah but home don't screen. You, see i but i like knowing what's going on in the world that's it's there's so much bad though that you see. There's so much bad. I can't. I, I'm, yeah, you've I'm be t- able to distinguish the good from the bad. Well, I can distinguish it, and I, all I see is bad. I'm I'm too soft-hearted. I'm too so- I, I'm too ignorance is bliss in my world. Joey. There's a lot of funny I stuff just on like Twitter, hockey. man. Well, there is. There is. 
And, and every once in a while, I do find something funny on there, and I'll usually text it to you, and then you're like, this came from, like, think, six like, months think of, ago. Think of, like, all the viral, like, the the, mo- the viral one recently of the lady on the airplane is freaking out with the guy who wasn't real in the back of the plane. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No idea, you're not on what, Twitter, you no idea what you're talking about. Massive, massive viral video. But maybe during that out. time, I was living my own real-life experience. I was experiencing something in front of me that I could reach out and touch that's 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 there. I could, it's like this table. I can touch it. What were you doing? Sit on the couch, petting your cat? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I was. Maybe you were. Maybe I was. I can sit on my couch, pet my dog, and still be on Twitter. But you can I'm, do both. You can multitask. But maybe your dog knows that you're not fully attentive to your dog, yeah, my at dog that time. My dog hates it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my dog Rudy, hates Rudy's it. going like, yeah. "Hey, pay attention to me." Yeah. Where my my cat knows that I'm fully locked in to petting him when I'm petting him. I'm not. I'm not one hand's not petting him, and then the other hand is scrolling Twitter, watching airplane videos. You can't find of all these people coming by the booth. You're not going to find a single person who uses Twitter the same way you do. And if and if you do find someone who uses Twitter the same way you do, they're over the age of 65. Man, if anyone's listening out there, I might just uh, I might tweet this at some point from my browser, from my phone. Does anybody else use Twitter.com on their browser, on their phone? And we'll see. Exclusively. Let's, let's, use, Exclusively. Let's, use, let's use your methods against you here. Go ahead. And we'll see. Go ahead. We will see. It's crazy. So now we've really gotten into the weeds. But So that's, that's Joey's recent diatribe at me. And I, I do appreciate the way you build cases I've when you're watching, coming after me. I've been watching a lot of suits lately. Really? A lot of suits. My wife's favorite show. I, I am. Her favorite show. Well, that. She's checks out. Yeah, she is on her out. way to becoming she, yeah. an, an attorney. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, I love suits. Uh, I'm all in on it, and uh, it's it's gotten me on like a kick of, of trying to make good arguments and mm-hmm. backing myself. What did you get here? Troy just walked oh, back to almost the booth. Fell. Almost lost it all. Is this is stir fry? It's good. It seems like an interesting fair choice. Yeah, you could go yeah. get better stir fry probably somewhere else. But interesting. Why was that your your? First stand when he walked outside. All okay, right, convenience. Well, okay, yeah. convenience purchase. I understand right, that. I like it. I, like I understand it. that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, suits. suits. Yeah, suits. so I'm big on suits, uh, which I guess everybody and their mother is in on suits right now. It's like one of the most popular shows Netflix has ever streamed or something like that. It's so that that's why everybody's watching now because it's, it's on Netflix. Because only, the, only eight how, seasons. There's another season somewhere okay. out there that I got to find and at it some just, point. And it just recently came on the Netflix? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, why. I wonder so. how my wife and I were, because we were watching this before, because it's funny, we have family, fr- not family friends, we have friends of ours that just got into it too. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how we were watching it before we, before it was on Netflix. Yeah. But anyway, I wouldn't know. I'm but the wrong I, I, guy to I'm, ask. I'm, I'm all, on Twitter browser. I'm, I'm all, yeah, I'm all in on it and, and trying to just, you know, make sure when I'm, when I'm debating and arguing things that I've, I've got factual evidence to back myself up and, uh, you know, our floor hockey league, we talked about a kangaroo mm. court case. Um, I took that to settlement because I basically told, you know, the accuser of these grievances that were filed towards me, like, listen, you're going to lose if we put this in front of a kangaroo court judge. So think about what you want to do. And uh, we, we kind of just settled and let that, let that go separate way. So um, forget what the percentage of cases that settle out of court are. It's a really high number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Harvey, Harvey Specter is undefeated in court, and it's because he settles everything. <laughs> consider those wins. So I consider that a win. I'm one and zero in my court career. Uh, we do have 
some State Fair trivia. Are you going to ask me or are we going to ask other people? I'm going to ask you a couple. Okay. And then we're going to ask some people that come on as well. Okay. But let's let's get a couple in here. I had one that I thought was really catered to you. What was it? Oh, here's a great one. Okay. Okay. We'll start with an easy one. <laughs> State Fairs in Des Moines. No. I'm not going to get any of these right. No, you're not. You're not. None of these are easy. You're not. No. Uh, what was the hot... So today, actually, this is a... I was anticipating when I was making these questions that we were going to have another scorcher day because yeah. that's typically what it is yeah. here at the fair. But today, it's it's lovely. It's cloudy. There's a sprinkling of rain happening, at least as we were walking into the Varied Industries building. It's, it's wonderful in here, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's nice in here even when it's hot out. But... Typically, you're used to just baking out in the sun. So, what was the hottest temperature ever recorded at the fair? You don't have to guess the year. Can you give me the year? 1983. Okay. August 16th, 1983. Okay. Let me just uh, channel my, the, my photographic memory of the Farmer's Almanac mm -hmm. from that year. I'm going to say the hottest temperature is... 109. Wow, 108. That was incredible. That was very well done. Close. I would almost give that to you. I thought you were going to get almost it. Almost, it's wrong. Yeah, so it's don't. wrong. Yeah, no, I can't give it to you. <laughs> nope. Yeah, 108, and it just happened to be on older Iowans Day. That's a bad combo. Mm. That's a bad That's combo. Tough. I wonder how they handled that. Yeah, 1983, 108. Get some water out there, probably. Yep. Um, there was one other one I was going to ask you. Oh, <laughs> this is my favorite one that I found. Okay. You'll enjoy this. All right. At the fair, what is the weight of the heaviest pigeon on record here at the Iowa State Fair? How about that for a question? I'm not gonna lie. When you when you opened up with the heaviest, puh, I was I thought you were gonna say pig. Pig, easy one, right? Well, no, I, would, I don't think I would have known but, that either. But, but that's, the, that's the guess. That's Heaviest where your brain goes. pigeon. Heaviest pigeon. Okay. Um, See, I wouldn't even know, like, right, where I'm to not, start with this. No, uh, where you start is, like, how much does a pigeon weigh? A normal that's, pigeon? Which I think is it, it's certainly less than five pounds. I would imagine it's, it's about one or two pounds. Birds are not heavy, especially pigeons. Um, heaviest, heaviest pigeon... I'm going to say, like, I, I don't think it can be over 10 pounds, just knowing what a pigeon looks like and the, the frame of a pigeon. Like, I don't even know if eagle, eagles are – I'm going into the weeds here. Uh, don't stop. No, I'm, I'm just – I'm trying to walk through my logic because it's good podcast. If I just sit here in silence, it's bad. So pigeons, not that heavy. Like owls and eagles and, and like birds of prey and stuff, they, those can be anywhere from, from 10 to 25 pounds, sometimes more. Ah. I'm going to say a pigeon, heaviest pigeon. Mm, let's go with 11, 11 point. 
5.25 pounds. So you, the last question you just missed on. This one I'm probably This way one off. you're way off. Hot, too high. 2014, two pounds, seven ounces. Yeah, see. So that's a, those are those are. I, w- I was tough. W- I thought this was going to be like I a trick question because I knew I knew pigeons aren't that heavy. But like ten when pounds, you ask Joey. Like ten pounds. I don't know. You've held a ten pound dumbbell. You think a pigeon weighs that much? You were talking about the he- one the heaviest ever. I don't know. Debatable. Whatever. Debatable. I told you I wasn't gonna get any. So that right. was my favorite. That was my favorite one we found. There's some other good ones in there, and we can get into them with uh, with some hopeful guests that we can get here as we move along. Um, do we have some questions on Twitter. At, le- at least a question that we wanted to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Who I can mean, get Who can get there first? Hold not, on. It's not you. I gotta type in my password. All right, I got it. I'm not there yet. Yeah, I didn't think you were going <laughs> to be. <laughs> All right. Who is it from? Can't really tell. Can't really tell the name of who it's from. Um, but the question, kind of three-part question. First part of the question, I guess we'll, we'll start at the bottom, uh, is what's the chemistry like with this team? Which I think is a tough one to answer because yeah. we, don't, we haven't seen them on the ice yet, so it's kind of tough to... And we haven't been around them yet either right. as, a, as a whole. The one thing that you can talk about is that... The group that's returning. The group that's returning, one. Um, and you've got some really key pieces that keep the room together in there. Mm-hmm. You think of Mermis, Dakota Mermis. You think of Stephen Fogarty. Um, Nick Patan. Nick Patan isn't the loudest guy in the room, but he's a very integral part of the team, not only because of how gifted he is on the ice, but he is an important part of that locker room persona and perspective. Zane. Um, You've got Zane Zane coming back. Nick Sweeney is another important piece. Uh, Michael Leary is an important piece. And this is all speaking very off-ice related, on-ice. I think everybody knows what those players bring to the table. We watched them all succeed last season. Um... The one thing I will comment on that will benefit the Wild, and this benefits every team because they do this, but development camps and prospect camps and those, those weekends or weeks, they, pl- they pay big dividends because all of these draft picks who are drafted, you know, for example, the guys that are likely coming in this year, Carson Lambos, Kyle Masters, David Spacek, um, to name a few, all of these players have been spending time with each other at least once a year, if not twice a year, at a development camp in St. Paul, at a prospect tournament in St. Paul, which that's going to be coming up in September as well. Yep. So these players, it's not like when they when they walk in to meet everybody in Des Moines, you, I'm lucky I get to meet usually these guys a couple of times before they come in, with, again, at these same prospect and development yep. camps, but they're not also meeting most of their teammates for the first right. time. They might be meeting Kevin Conley for the first time. They might be meeting Michael Leary for the first time, the AHL deal guys. But they are going to know each other. They're going to have some built-in chemistry that was created not only skating together up at Tree Rink in St. Paul, but also playing volleyball together up there, going out to dinner up there together, doing go-karting up there together. So teams have become very savvy to the fact that you can't waste time 
getting your players to mesh with each other. And so they take every chance they can get to do that. And it's why you've seen these prospect tournaments, these development camps become way less focused on the hockey side yeah. and way more focused the on team getting a team building. That's 100% yeah. what those have become now. And that will pay off when things actually start to count as opposed to, well, how did, how did so-and-so look in July of, yeah. of the summer? And that's why I, th I think it's kind of two, two big points. The development camp is one side of it where I, I do think a lot of that is less focused on the hockey itself. And at least like what I've seen in Minnesota, what I saw in San Jose development camp was it's like, yeah, hey, here are, are the systems and we're going to do some on ice stuff and we're going to get you guys in the weight room and everything. But that's about like, hey, these development camp, these guys are just getting drafted. They're 17, 18 years old. They're all under the age of 20. How do I be a, a pro? And how do I do things on my own? Like I remember in San Jose, they took the guys, they did a cooking class. They did a, a hey, we're going to go take you guys shopping to, for, you know, to eat nutritionally and eat properly. And, and here's what you should go and, and get. And, you know, Minnesota, they take the guys to play volleyball. And it's all just connecting off the ice. Then I think you look at the prospect side of it, the prospect showcase. And I think back to last year. When we were looking at, uh, you know, Sammy Walker, Marco Rossi, all playing on a line together, like, that's where your coaching staff can start to play with things. All right, which young guys have similar styles of play? Who's going to feed off each other well to give you kind of a leg up coming into the season? Because otherwise, you're kind of waiting until the NHL training camp, which the priority there isn't to see what's going to mesh for you. That's what meshes best for Minnesota. So it is it – is, those summer pieces, like you said, are, are huge. Um, so we're excited to see. You guys want to jump on? We might have guests. We might. You're recruiting. Troy's recruiting for us. That's good. Awesome. Recruit Troy. for the podcast. Sell on. some tickets. You better sell them. That's. We don't need to talk about hockey. That's okay. Okay. You know what? Why not? Thanks for joining us. What Hi. is your name? Uh, my name's Kelly. Kelly, I'm Ben. I'm Joey. This is Joey. Hi, I'm just here trying to embarrass my daughter. <laughs> okay, we like it. How, how, how can we best help you in embarrassing your daughter? You know, I don't know. She's a teenager, so it's easy to embarrass her that way. <laughs> I brought her boyfriend, actually, to the Iowa State Fair because he has never been. He's from Arkansas, oh. so he's never been to the Iowa State Fair before. They can't hear you. <laughs> We don't know any. We didn't know Des Moines had a hockey team. Okay. We didn't know, so we're from closer to Omaha. Okay. So we go to the Lancers a lot, but I was like, it's really not that far of a drive, and Iowa's way better than Nebraska. So you know. These are facts. Facts. Yeah. Honestly, facts. I'm just spitting facts here today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Ralston I'm Arena. Just saying, that's I've, cool. I've, I've been down to Ralston Arena before. I used to work in the USHL. I've been to a great building down there. Uh, the Lancers are a great program, but. Um, we got pro hockey here. Oh, that's cool. The, that's, 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 the, that's the difference. That's so, so neat. These players will eventually be playing in the National Hockey League. They're oh, one step wow. below it, and they're young players that are looking to is advance. Is there a lot of fights? That's my fave. There is fights, yes. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, coming. Are, then. Yeah, that's there my are, fave. There are definitely I mean, fights. Good. Um, so from closer to Nebraska, uh, is the State Fair an annual pilgrimage for the whole clan every year? So we came five years ago when she was – um, 11 with my parents and she turned 16 this year oh. and so that's what she wanted to do was come to the Iowa State Fair. I um, teach at Iowa Western Community College in Council Bluffs. 
And so we like to do weird stuff in the summer, you know, come and Why do not, different right? adventures so I can tell my students about it too, yeah. So, but yeah, this was her. What she wanted to do was go to the Iowa State Fair. Did you let so. her drive to the fair? Heck no. No? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to survive all the way here. Yeah, okay, so. you got it. <laughs> no, she's a pretty good driver. Uh, my um, dad's a police officer, so we just went to the Hall of Flame, Lawn Flame. And so I said, let's go see what this building's about. We're huge Iowa State fans. So nice. we knew Iowa State had to stop in here. And I was like, let's go check all the rest of the building out. So that's why we wandered over here. So like explain for any, we, we get a lot of listeners that are from Minnesota because that's where our, our, our big club is, the oh, Minnesota yeah. Wild. Yeah, yeah. And I'm from Minnesota originally. And I came down here and right away I, I moved down in August. So Cyhawk was not far away when I'm oh, the yeah. game. And I had, I knew the Hawkeyes, I knew the Cyclones, I wasn't from far away, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, 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 the day when that whole state, the whole state shuts down yeah. and you've got sibling rivalries, yeah. parental rivalries, can you explain what the Cyhawk game is like for you, absolutely. for our fans that are listening yeah, out there? Because I can't explain it properly because I don't have a dog in the fight. Yeah, absolutely. So as you were talking, my big smile is because my husband who's standing behind me, his birthday is September 9th. So it's like this year it is on, on the Cyhawk day. day. Yeah. And so it's a huge deal for us. He's an Iowa State alum. My brother and my sister-in-law are Iowa State alums. My daughter wants to go to Iowa State. We're huge Iowa State fans. Me, I knew nothing about football, and other than the fact that I was like, have been a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan, and so then when I met my husband, he's like, man, you really should look at college. Like, you're an Iowa State fan, but do you know anything? And he was a big football player in high school and stuff, and so we went to one game and we tailgated outside, and I was like, to be an Iowa State fan outside of Jack Trice Stadium and be the ta and at just to tailgate there is insane because the fans like. I know we don't like the same team, but they just come together and like drink a lot of beer and have a ton of fun. Like we just have a blast. I mean, we just had so much fun. Um, but for us, it's like we call everyone that we are either is a Hawkeye fan or somebody who we know maybe doesn't necessarily like Iowa State and we just razz them until the game's over. This year it was sweet victory, I'll be honest, because my daughter's dad is actually a huge Hawkeye fan, so I'll text him right before and be like, you suck and your team's gonna lose. <laughs> and usually we lose, but this year we pulled it out. So yeah, it's just a huge like day of celebration and it's so much fun because football is hard for a lot of people to understand sometimes and to be able to come together as a part of at one state and just just love the game and be able to cheer people on is so, it's just so much fun. I just. I love it. I told my husband, this year we're not going. Next year we're going. Regardless, without our kids, we're headed to nice. a Cy game in person because I drank way too much beer outside the stadium. <laughs> I'm going to drink way too much beer inside the stadium, too. I, mean, so I went last, not last year, two years ago when the game was in Ames. Yeah. I went up and I did the tailgate thing. I never actually went to the game. It's way more fun. It's <laughs> it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Like I, I, grew, I grew up in Massachusetts. College football is not huge there. Yeah. We don't have great teams and it's certainly nothing to like it's not big 12 football it's not big 10 football like yeah. you have out here so seeing that on that scale was unbelievable yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping to be able to get into the game this year but those yeah. tickets are tough to come by yeah there it, it's unlike anything though for real and the only reason we started going to hockey even is because um i had never been to a hockey game and my husband was like listen if you like football and you like tackling 
let me take you where they get thrown in. <laughs> they get thrown around and teeth go flying. Yep. I was like, yeah, that's 100% yeah. what sign I'm about. Sign me up. Yeah, sign me up. Let's go see. <laughs> and um, a boy from her high school, actually, um, he just got drafted to play with uh, Lancers. Okay. So yeah. that's pretty cool. So yeah. I was like, well, we're going to have to really watch this a little bit more because he's, you know, 16, young guy. We want to go cheer him on. But, I mean, Des Moines not that far for us no, to come in. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, we hope to see you up here. Uh, have you effectively embarrassed your daughter, do you think? Oh, yeah. So? She has no idea she did, what I'm saying. She was getting more and more brave. She was getting closer she, and closer. I know, she's it's like almost like she wants right to jump on. She really wants to know what I'm saying or what I'm talking about. Uh, um, she, nah, she's good. She's, um, we have two other daughters as well. But we only have her with us today, so I said we're gonna stop and do anything. It's really more for him, like I said, because he's never, you know, he's not from here. So we're we're in Arkansas. I've only, I've been to Arkansas once. I've been to Bentonville. We were just there. We drove through there on vacation. Really? Actually, it was kind of. We went to the weirdest place in America for vacation, huh. Oklahoma. Like I don't know why we I don't know why we Vacation's chose that as vacation. a family. Yeah, no, as long as you're yeah. kicking back. It was so much fun. Yeah, I would go that's there. All that matters. Anybody listening from Oklahoma, you are awesome and I loved going there. <laughs> go to Hochitown, Oklahoma. It was so much fun. All right. We'll we kicked it. We drank it. a lot of beer. We stayed in a really nice place. It was so fun. Perfect. Yeah, it was so fun. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for stopping yeah, by. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this it was has fun. been really fun, and uh, we hope to see you <laughs> at an Iowa Wild game this season. And uh, yes. and I'm not going to say go Cyclones on the on the podcast. Go Cyclones. No, we can't, we can't divide. Go Cyclones. We don't divide. No. We can't divide the can't say that, so we'll let her say yeah. that. Go so. Cyclones. Talk and to these go guys. Iowa Wild. I mean, They'll hook not? you guys up with tickets. Talk to these guys. Awesome. You thank you so much. So we're coming back to our, our questions here after that interview with with Kelly, who is trying to embarrass her daughter, but oh, her daughter didn't seem phased. Maybe think. she just shielded her emotions really, really maybe, well. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But yeah, circling back on our question, so we talked a little bit about the chemistry, which it's it's more of a, a time will tell kind of thing, as we, especially as we get closer to this prospect camp. But before we move on from it, let me just say this. From Bill Guerin on down, they don't mess around with chemistry. No. So I would almost go so far as to say it will be good because Brett McLean on up won't allow it to be anything but good. Right. So we'll, we can leave it at, at that. Yeah, I, we, I think we should we should finish with that because that's just that's how they run. That's mm -hmm. how they roll. They don't they don't mess around with bad chemistry. If something isn't working, they They'll cut it out. They it. cut it out. That's what they do. So you know there's a there's a level of that, of expectation that we can have. Uh, second part of the question was like, is there really like if you could identify like a weakness for the team, what would you identify? And to me. I think it's there's there's really one thing that stands out, and it's the fact that they are so young and so inexperienced. I think that is probably your your biggest area of weakness because you don't know how young guys are going to adjust to the pro game, and they could start off really hot, and halfway through the year they could you know they hit that rookie wall that a lot of guys hit. So in my mind, I think if there is a weakness, it's the the, the youth and and somewhat inexperience of of. The overall roster and I don't think anybody would argue you with you on that I, I I think Mike Murray went as far as to highlight that a little bit last yep. week and he didn't call it a week or a couple weeks ago he didn't call it a weakness but I mean every team has him mm -hmm. uh, call it what you want especially uh, in the AHL where <laughs> everybody is that age but there's always those there's a couple teams who are always like 
you know, oh, your average age is 24 or 25, and then you look at, I don't know what our average age is. I would assume our average age is probably close to 21, 22, which is, that's really young, especially for the American Hockey League. So it can, just, it can be tricky um, when you get a lot of guys who aren't used to playing a 72-game schedule and playing three and three, and it's, it can be the travel that comes with it. It can be, it can be a grind. And even more specifically, the back end, which is yeah. going to be just littered with youth. And as we talked about with Mike on this very topic last or last show, the good news is the ceilings of all of these young players are ridiculously remarkably high. high. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's going to be the yin and yang of this season is you're going to have all this talent back there. I mean, off the top of my head, Damon Hunt, Ryan O'Rourke, Simon Johansson, who all played very crucial roles at the end of last season. Hunt was playing a crucial role almost since the drop of the, of the puck in mm -hmm. October when he got back from injury. From there, Lambo's first-round pick, other high picks in Kyle Masters, David Spacek. Um, you're, looking at, you're looking at Dakota Mermis as the one older player, Brandon Miller as the one older player. But those key players that are going to have to play big minutes, they're going to be forced to play big minutes, there's going to be a necessity to give them a longer leash to start. You're just going to have to because there's no one else to put in there. Now. Yeah, it's trial by fire. You've got to learn it. And like you said, it's very high ceilings for them. But would you say it's low floors or high floors? Like The floor is like, yet to be seen. We'll like, see how they come yeah, in in October. I, right? I think there's yeah. a lot of potential for them to be like, like, let's say they don't hit the ceiling, even at their floor, it's still going to be a very good player and probably someone who yes. should see time in the NHL, right? So there's, there's a lot to be excited about with the group as a whole. But defensemen, you know, it's not like forwards and, and who can quickly develop and score and burst on the scene. Defensemen take longer to develop. There's a lot more to learn. The speed of the game is different. You're playing against people who are a lot bigger, a lot stronger. So learning that is a huge, huge piece. It's, it's almost like as you go through, like, forwards are the quickest to develop. And then you look at your defensemen, and goalies are the ones yeah. that take the longest, right? It works your way through to the back end. And on that same thought, the reason for that is when a goalie makes a mistake, there's a goal. Mm -hmm. When a defenseman makes a mistake, there's often a goal. When a forward makes a mistake, there's sometimes a goal. Yeah. That is really to boil it down to They're more glaring. simply put, yes. And, and with being more glaring, that means more heat on your back, and that means the more potential to potentially lose your confidence so early in your career and to dive so deep into I can't play at this level, mm -hmm. then you never come back from it. Yeah. So, again, more more uh, fair humor, long way around the barn here. That decor is going to need patience. I'm not saying anything that Brett McLean doesn't know, that Mike Murray doesn't know. They haven't told me this much, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist hockey mind to figure that yeah. out. They're going to be young. They're going to make mistakes. But to me, when I think about this wild team, I think about, and it, really when I think about any team at any level and whether they can be a, a, a playoff team is, what does this team look like in February? Mm -hmm. What does this team look like in January? That is where you really start to see every year teams will start to separate both north and south in the standings. And if this wild team can keep themselves in the thick of it or even right around the thick of it, 
between October to December, you turn the page to January, all of a sudden, if it's spot check takes the next step, O'Rourke takes the next step, Johansson takes the next again, enter whatever player. If you get a few of these guys to take that next step and stop playing like rookies or stop playing like second year pros, then all of a sudden you could maybe start to separate and then you're gonna start to see why they were drafted where they were because mm -hmm. you're going to see those players find their games at the AHL level and then start to contribute. So, And some players, it might happen earlier. We saw it happen with Damon Hunt last year. It didn't take him very long to figure that out. To me, that's a little bit more of an outlier than, than a normality guys, for an American League defenseman. you got guys like Mikey Mill who come on later, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody's, they're all going to hit their strides at different mm -hmm. times. It's just a matter of how, I mean, Jesper took a couple months into the season. To He'll hit tell you that, so like, yep. It's just a matter of when guys really get comfortable, but I think that's a good segue into the last part of that question, which was, do you think that the Iowa Wild are contenders for the Calder Cup, which we've talked about this a little bit before, and, and it's, listen, it's hard to say who's going to contend for the Cup. Like, Hershey is reloaded from their team last year. They didn't lose a lot. They added a lot. There's a lot of good teams around the league. But I do think we are a major, major threat for teams in our division. I would agree. We are going to be a very hard team to play against. We're going to be a team that scores a lot of goals. And hopefully, with the goaltending we have and the, the talent of our blue line, hopefully not allowing as many goals either. I start there. Um, you have a goalie that could maybe get it done for you. Mm -hmm. like that, the first thing any team looks for is can you win a championship is do you have a goalie that can get you there. The Wild think they do. We have two. Because I think... <laughs> yes. I think Great point. Not only Great can Yesper do it, Great point. but Zane can do yep. it too. That's like, an absolute... And, and we, we, we asked Mike, you know, are we going to see Yesper take the reins and take the lion's share of the starts? And it's... He's basically said that they kind of hope, but that's going to be dictated by the two of them. And, and if Zane's playing really well, Zane's going to be the guy. And if Yesper's playing really well, Yesper's going to be the guy. We saw that in the playoffs. Yesper was playing really well. He was the guy last year, and it's just it's you get a ride who has the hot hand. That's kind of the way that hockey is now. There's really no, it, you you've gone further away from that that workhorse number one, and now it's really a it's basically a one A and a one B in a lot of instances. So it's it certainly works to our benefit to have that, and you can give guys nights off too when they need it, which is. It's so so important, especially as you get towards the playoffs. Guys are a little bit more rested and less worn down. In today's hockey, I would argue it isn't possible to win a championship without having to use at least two goalies to get there in the playoffs. Think about all the la all the cup winners we've seen in the last five years. Have any of them done it without having, I guess, maybe Vasilevsky in Tampa? I, there may have even been a game in there where um, Brian Elliott might have, I forget, he might have actually played a game or two in, in those playoffs. Yeah. I think, I think. But, but boy, it off. just, it, uh, again, look at the Knights this year. You got Laurent Brossois, who carries the mail. He gets hurt, and that was when the Knights through, were on the brink of, of being beaten by the they Oilers. They went through four goalies, yeah. I think. Like, <laughs> so, and Aiden, Aiden Hill, Hill comes Jonathan in. Quick, yeah. like everybody played in that so, one. So you're exactly right, Joey. Not only, you know, let me, let me rephrase that statement. They have the goalies, like you said, to do it. They really do. Um, and then, and any any coach will tell you that's where it starts, um, and they're going to score. The biggest thing it's going to come down to the it's going to come down to the blue line. It really mm -hmm. is like how how up to speed can they get? How quickly can they get up to speed? Because if they can, 
if that blue line cannot be the reason why you're losing, which they might be a couple nights because of how young they are, if they can figure that out, which they might, and if they do it early, watch look out. out. Yeah, watch I mean, out. really look out because this team's going to score goals. With their, again, and as always, you put the, the caveat and the asterisk of injuries to both Minnesota and Iowa can derail your season faster than any young blue line can yep. do. Um, but that's what it comes down to for me. Are they a contender? Ask me in January once we've seen how quick a studies these young players are and up front who of the young players are going to be here and who have taken even more steps to being I mean if Adam if Adam Beckman is here is he a point of game player is is that who he is now Mm -hmm. maybe I mean can he be that way can he score 35 goals if if he plays if he plays yeah if he plays enough AHL games to score that many um you know is is Steven Fogarty healthy enough to play a full a, a close to a full season he's battled injuries does nick Batan stay healthy does nick sweeney stay healthy we've seen very small sample sizes of nick sweeney he's not played a full season with iowa yet and he's still been one of their top scorers every year yeah so there are a lot of question marks there too but i would the answer would be yes I, I i would absolutely say that they are a color cup contender i think most teams probably would tell you they are now too yep um at least from the broadcast side maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. i don't know about the, the hockey op side but um they definitely are, are a team to be reckoned with and um easily going to be one of the teams that when you talk about pro scouts that are on the circuit watching teams play there'll be a lot of pro scouts watching Iowa wild games because of all that talent that is going to be here in des moines this year mm-hmm. yeah it's it's We've, I feel like I've, I've said it so many times when we start talking about, like, getting close to the season. It's just, it is so, so exciting thinking about the potential that this team has. It's, it feels like a group that could be special. A lot of good, all the kind of the factors that you look for and, and the, the quality of the players is, is there. It's just, you know, how's everybody going to gel? How are they all going to mesh and get together? And that's one of those things that we'll see as as camp rolls on as we get through early October and if it's anything like it was last year I think having Dakota Mermis back kind of being the leader in that locker room I mean they do a very good job at, at being one and being a cohesive unit and these guys like to spend time with each other off the ice and, and get to know each other and be with their teammates so those are all things that I would assume are just going to continue to carry over as we get into this season. He texted me last week and asked for all of the new potential players that we could see in Iowa's contact information because he's doing exactly what you, you said. Love that. He's reaching out and he's putting he's putting a, 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 a phone number to the name for him and saying, I'm sure, what do you need? What are your questions? How can I help? Mm-hmm. Doing what captains do. Uh, he's very much that. And he is an absolutely imperative piece to mm-hmm. a team to have. And he's a damn good defenseman, too. Let's yeah, check that, that on there that as well. Helps. He's a great defenseman who, by the way, will probably get some NHL games, I think, next year, too. Yep. Um, he, he, he's got to be in their thought process. If they need him in a spot, he can go up and do what they need him to do. So no question, uh, Dakota Murmur is a big part of it. Can you hear us okay? Yep. Okay. What's your name? Everett. Everett, thanks for coming and doing this. And I understand your dad is wearing a spectacular... Iowa Wild fair shirt from last year. You got a great state fair shirt on too. What do you think of the Iowa state Wild. fair shirts from this year? Yeah. What are your thoughts? There. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, here. You like them? They already have them. They I got one too. <laughs> I got one too. I'm a big fan. 
big fan. Um, Everything's better on a stick, true or false? True. True, yep, that's right. Everett, you had some questions about some of the players, though, I hear. Yes. What are those questions? Uh, who has the most teeth gone that now that Joe Hickens is gone? Ooh. <laughs> also, you, you lose Damian Giroux as well, who also was missing a good amount of teeth. And Brandon Baddock. Brandon Baddock was missing teeth. Mm. Who's missing teeth? There's got to be somebody. There are. Any of the new guys? I don't know any of the young guys. The young guys have their teeth. They haven't had that much time to lose <laughs> gotta, it yet. That's, that's true. That's um, true. You may have stumped me, Everett. Who coming back? Are any of the new guys? Kale Kessie feels like someone who's missing teeth, I, probably. I, I can't confirm nor Neither deny that. Neither can I, but he feels like somebody might be of missing teeth. Of the returners, teeth. I don't know. Any, I think I Nick Sweeney has all of his teeth. Dakota Mermis has all of his teeth. That might be a little bit of a shocker, actually, with how... He plays. I think everybody has teeth. And if they don't have all their teeth, they don't have what Damian Drew calls the flipper where he can take. Th these guys, you probably don't get to see them like this, but they have fake retainers that have fake teeth in them so they can take them out and put them back in. Um, some of these guys may have actual fake teeth like put in so they're they're not real teeth. But that's a great question, Everett. We may have to try to do a little more digging on that. We but are. I, we are I think we've, we've lost a lot of the toothless players, unfortunately, because a lot of those guys will be missed around the locker room. Yeah. They were great people. We're going to try to find out who's missing teeth, and then we're going to try to do videos with them telling us the stories of how they lost their teeth. Would you like to some see guys, that? Yeah. yeah. Some guys yeah. have good stories. Some guys, like I think Damien Drew lost his teeth jumping on a trampoline. Jumping on a trampoline, So yes. some guys have not a great stories. Story. Some no. just don't have good stories. No. Yeah. So. Um, any, what else you got? Anything? No. Did you have a favorite player from last season? Uh, yes, for Wall said. Well, he'll, he'll be back. That's He's got all pick. of his teeth. Yep, he does. Yeah. He's probably not losing them anytime soon, wearing a mask all the time. And I've been told he's in really good shape right now is what I've been heard. He's had a really good offseason, so that's good news for everybody because he's coming back with a vengeance. Good. He's an exciting player, so that's a good one to have a favorite player up. Do you have a favorite play, like a goal or a hit or a fight or anything that, when I say my favorite play from last season was, what is it for Everett? All of them. All of them? It's a great answer. It was a good year. It was it a good was year. A good yes, year. It was. It it's was. a good year. What are you looking forward to most this year about the season? Any players you're looking forward to watching aside from Jesper? No. Just Jesper. Kevin. Kevin Conley? Yeah. He's back. Yeah. That's a, big, that's a really nice re-signing in the offseason. He brings a lot back. And I think they're expecting him to do even more this year. They wanted to play in a little bit more of an elevated role is what I've been, I've been told. So uh, Mike was talking about that with us in the podcast last week. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Kevin Conley. I love it. Big pull. Big pull. The local guy, too. He's not, isn't he? Yeah, pretty sure he spends most of his summer in Nebraska. I think he goes back to Omaha. That's yeah. where he played college. Yeah, he spent it all there. Everett? Anything else for us? Otherwise, we've had a, this has been fun. We've had a blast. Uh, no. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. We'll look forward to seeing you at a game this year. Okay. All right, time to get into some trivia. Joey, I know you're a big trivia person. I love trivia. You love trivia. Yep. And we didn't do this last year. We are doing it this year. Not only State Fair trivia, but Iowa trivia. And to help us get to the bottom of what these answers are, we brought in a doctor. 
Uh, Dr. Matt Cooper, the team psychologist who just stopped by. He was making his way with his family throughout the fair. First off, uh, Doctor, how's your summer going? It's going pretty good. Yeah, going swell. What's yep. been the best fair food you've had so far? Uh, actually, I haven't had, had much today. Good. Um, That's impressive. <laughs> How do you come? <laughs> when you walk down the main drag here and it's just food everywhere, it's kind of hard to it's a little. It's a little hard not to. Yeah. yeah. They've had some pork tenderloins, right? And hot dog, and that was been about it so okay. far. Today. Okay. Yeah. We just did like a deep fried mac and cheese, grilled cheese. Oh, sure. All was, the things. Yeah, it was oh, something. Sure. It was All the things. I know we'll do some cookies here in a little bit. The yeah, we've, we started there, actually. Yeah. 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 The first thing we had was cookies. Did you guys ben, get the bucket? Yeah, then oh, yeah. set up the and I go and grab it. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I have to do the bucket. Uh, Should have gotten milk, but. So uh, let's get to the trivia. All right. Um, and. We prefaced before we let you throw the headset on, Dr. Cooper, that I picked some really difficult questions. One that also includes, are you going to ask him the pigeon one, or should I just tell him? Like, take I'm going to ask him three, but we can make that like a bonus. Yeah, question. okay. There's one, one involving right. the heaviest pigeon on record, which is right incredible. So we'll get there. So anyway, without further ado, uh, State Fair and the State of yeah. Iowa trivia with Dr. Matt Cooper. All right, question number one. How many cows are milked daily during the fair in the milking parlor? Oh, man. Right? These were on the website of the state fair, so it's not like I spent a ton of time researching. I found accessibility, convenience, put it on a Word doc. Here we are. And we're looking for an average. An average. Because it's tough because what it says here is the opening weekend when the dairy cattle are showing, it's a lot higher of a number. But on average. Obviously. Naturally. Naturally. (laughs) Maybe... uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you go like low on this, and then you can go high. So maybe 150. It's a lot lower than that. Okay, uh, I figured it was 18. 18. 18 okay. cows on average are milk milk daily. All right. Question number two. I, I would have probably get. I would have. I would have guessed maybe not 150, but I would have guessed probably really high. I wouldn't have said 18. No, See, I would have probably been surprising you. I was going to go low, yeah. right? And yeah. then I was like, I don't know, maybe they maybe like, go high. have them go, come yeah. in or I don't yeah. know. Uh, how old are the fairgrounds? Oh, gosh. 80 years old? Mm. Maybe, like, maybe more than that. More than that. The fair moved to its present address at East 30th and East University in 1886, therefore just over that? 130 wow. years old. That's a lot. Question number three. This is an Iowa question. Okay. Which Iowa city was Iowa's state capital prior to Des Moines? I think it was Iowa City. You are correct. The answer is in the question. question. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. (laughs) All right, now our bonus question, which we're now asking everyone. This is the question we've asked everyone so far. What is the weight of the heaviest pigeon on record? This is in 2014. Pigeons have come a long way since. I like so. Uh, let's he's advertise doing, this. He's yep. doing the same thing so I Dr. was doing. Dr. Cooper has his hands out. He's size of the bird. He's, like he's holding a pigeon. He's envisioning that he's holding a pigeon. Holding a weight. Yeah. Thanks. 58 pounds. 58 pounds. Do you want to ask the audience and poll? Sure. What's the uh, the like most weight for a pigeon ever in record? Like the heaviest of pigeons ever been. His face is when he asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> so great. It's such a ridiculous question. Fifteen point two pounds. Okay. That's really specific. You have I a like guess? That. Your thoughts? Yam yam. 
Any guess? Where's Kim? Kim. Yeah. yeah. So what did I say? 58. Way off. Okay. Uh, you're about 56 pounds off. It's two oh. pounds seven ounces. I just figured there would be like some sort of an obese. That's what I said. That's what he said. That's what I said Like has some tubers in it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> lived. It lived like six months. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It's well, apparently so two pounds is just a pounds? massive pigeon. I guess. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. I was trying to think like, oh, pigeons. They don't weigh. I was going. Pigeons don't weigh <laughs> right. a lot. The, the eagles are. Eagles can be pretty heavy. So maybe there's some freaks thing. Yeah. Freak thing. No. Yeah. No. Nope. Two pounds. All no. right. That's it. That's a good. That's a good trick. Trick question though. Is it a trick question? Uh, you put it together. Do, do you think what was your intention? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was the state fair's intention when they put it on their website? That's well, that's a good, a good point. Yeah. How, how many? What's been some of their guesses? Uh, well, you guessed. I said like fifteen ish. I forget what Troy said. I think Troy yeah, said like thirty not. something. Yeah, I could be wrong. The other people will be listening here. to the podcast and be like, he know, like Ben doesn't <laughs> remember at all what he said because it's not what he guessed. There's the big boar, the world super. Bowl, yeah, there's more. Yeah, that, giant ram and the largest rabbit. What wow. are those weights? Uh, the big boar, thirteen hundred thirty-five pounds. <laughs> super Bowl was. 3,404 pounds, Jeez. the giant ram 507.5, and the largest rabbit 22 pounds. That's a fat bunny. That is a fat bunny. That makes sense because that one I would imagine a rabbit, the heaviest rabbit would be a lot heavier than the heaviest pigeon. So many carrots. A lot of carrots. So many carrots. Uh, Dr. Cooper, what do you <laughs> <laughs> I got like, him. like that one? I got him. <laughs> yeah, <was> <laughs> I just envisioned like somehow like the rabbit is just like double fisting parents constantly, right? What are you most excited about for the season? You're obviously someone that that, that pays keen attention uh, to what happens with the Iowa Wild. Yeah, I j- just just for a really good good season overall. Um, guys playing well and uh, us continuing to win and going into the playoffs again. And this time going past the the first round. Hopefully not amazing. even having to play in that. That'd be that, nice. that silly free game. game. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah just having a really good record overall and just kind of starting to click a bit. And yeah. Just doing good. That's the hope. Dr. Cooper, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, absolutely. It. Thanks. I've been fending off these cookies until now. They're good. They're good. They're really good. Again, we're by the. Uh, this is a total free ad, but oh well. I don't think Barksdale Cookies does advertising. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave him a business card. Yeah. Um, speaking of advertising, we've really buried this, but we should get to it. This is going to be tough because you have to read it off my phone. Read what? Explore Minnesota. We got new, uh, we got new yeah. reads, fall reads, if you can believe oh, it. Oh, thanks for we sending those reads. to me. Good podcast. I got host. them today. Didn't even I feel got like them passing today. them along. What a guy. Travis is laughing at you. All right. Good. He's oh, laughing one? at you, not, not at me. I don't think he's laughing at me. He might be laughing at me. I guess you are his direct boss. Which, I don't I'm know. Not. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a read, but we're going to get some help. Troy, pick a, pick a number, 1 to 12. Hold on. Hold on. Put the headset on. Don't walk too far, though. Pick, a, right. pick a number, 1 to 12. I'm going to go with 8. Hold, by the way. Okay. Who is Troy? We got Minnesota Minnesota hockey lineage here. Well, people want to know about that up in I Minnesota. Do, we have I, Minnesota people I, listen. Listen, Ben, if you know anything about this podcast, which you may not, but I'll inform you, these reads lead into our interview typically. So <laughs> let me 
do our read. We'll walk somewhere else. And then, and then we'll interview Troy. I have another cookie. Does that work for you? I'll turn my mic off. All right. What number did you say, Troy? Eight. Eight. All right. When it comes to family fun, Minnesota is second to none. New kid-friendly attractions open every year, joining an already impressive roster of museums, amusement parks, zoos, and more that cater to kids by making history, science, nature, and culture fun for the whole family. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Troy Tischler, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Ben wants to chat with you about your Minnesota hockey lineage, which... Oh, am I off timeout now? Yeah, you're out of timeout. But uh, <laughs> as, as we start talking about the Minnesota hockey lineage, our staff for Hockey League, we had our draft, and I was able to do a little bit of digging and find uh, some high school statistics and, and a photo that came with it. So tell us a little bit about your hockey playing background. So I grew up in Minnesota. I'm from White Bear Lake. Um, played hockey since I was like two years old. I was on skates and uh, went to Hill Murray for high school and played uh, four years at Hill Murray. And it's a high-end program. I was going to ask, too. where it's is really that? Like, I don't program. know. It's a state championship right? caliber double-A program. Did you win a state mm -hmm. championship? No, mm, no. So you weren't state caliber. No. Got it. I mean, I was, state, I was state tournament caliber, yeah, not you, state you, championship You guys made some yeah. state tournaments there, though? Yes. Yeah. Got Talk it. about yeah. that experience because yeah. it is no, that's, insane. Yeah, and you know, Ben, from growing up there, that's like a dream for every Minnesota kid is to play at the X. And that was first time I went there. It was very emotional for me because I was going to Hill Murray State games all my life growing up. So it was like finally I made it there. And, yeah, no, it was awesome. What yeah. year were you playing at the X? Uh, 2017, 2018. All right, so if I go start looking up the all-hockey hair team, am I going to find you in that video? No, I went to a private hair. school. I went to a private school. We had to have short hair. Oh. So, yeah. If you were able to do the whole, what, what would your... What would you have gone with for a hairstyle? Oh, would you, I would, I would, would have you just have bleached it, mullet? I mean, what would it have been? Well, in high school, my hair was already bleached. So <laughs> it was, my hair was basically white in high school. But I would have probably just gone long like this, maybe a little longer, get the hair flown out of the bucket. and Yeah. All right. I like it. What else? What other? Who was, uh, who was the guy growing up for you? Who was the, the idol? Who was the hockey idol? The idol? Um, Johnny Gaudreau, when he first came into the league, was – kind of someone that I was like I gotta play like this guy I was small didn't weigh very much just finesse guy and that's like really who I wanted to play with but plurp play kind of like and then uh, Ovechkin was growing up younger I was like it was either Capitals or the Wild and the Capitals solely based off Ovechkin so yeah like that. Like that. a lot of kids yeah, like that yeah, yeah. No, exactly. because of because of a generational yeah, talent every like kid that. wanted to be number eight growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, is yeah. that what number you were? No. <laughs> <laughs> what number were you? I I was fourteen growing up, and then when I got into high school, I was twenty six. So. All right. What are the significances of the number? Everybody's got no. Nope, there's no significance to it at all. None. Seriously. The twenty six. The only significance for that was that uh, my heritage is from Austria, and Thomas Vanek was twenty six. And he's Austrian, so that's good. That's, that's significant. Yeah, yeah, you should yeah. just tell people that that's instead, much more of, instead of saying I got nothing. But, but it was like, works. but it wasn't the sole reason. It was just because I was a freshman and that was a number available. That's so usually <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually how it goes. Well, you got this one, this one, and this one. Yeah, oh, I'll take that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, next, 
two weeks from now. Two, we got a long, long pause until the semifinals. Well, it's because of, of the State Fair. State yes. Fair got in the way, so we had to take a little bit of a break. And, you know, like you do, rosters got to get healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, teams need to get healthy for, for the all-important Iowa Wild Staff Floor really Hockey important. League <laughs> semifinals uh, and finals. Uh, Troy has been fighting an uphill battle for, for much of the season. Uh, it's been an impressive showing from you. <laughs> Fighting an uphill battle because he keeps getting snubbed from the three stars list. <laughs> That's what it is. He keeps getting snubbed from the three <laughs> stars list, tell you that and he keeps bringing him. it up. He comes up to me in the middle of the game, and he goes, he goes hey, what the hell? He goes, how come I never get a star? What do I have to do? <laughs> I mean, that is a little ridiculous, actually. It's a bit ridiculous, yeah. Kamish, that, <laughs> that he hasn't found a way there yet. I um, control the stories. <laughs> I control the storylines. Um, hey, if I had to bring it up. I, I was yeah. not getting left off the entire season. You know what? But if you just do what you did last week, you're cemented in there permanently. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't make it last week after that goal he scored. He did. He did? He did, yeah. Okay, you should read the releases. Troy, Troy, I mean, we played four on four, and he made a move. He took it from behind his net, basically, and made all four people plus the goalie just look as dumb as you could possibly look. Uh, as we said earlier, I don't think it's a move. You said, I don't know if Beckman makes that move, or I said that. I don't, I don't know that he does. I don't know he does. It was impressive. It was one of the single greatest things I've ever seen someone do with street hockey ball. We're fighting for the uh, the Rocket Richard scoring trophy. I think I'm two ahead of Troy right now. So The fact that you even keep track of that is pretty astounding. Is, is Ben not in front of us? No, Ben's missed a lot of games. Yeah. And I don't ever usually cross the red line. <laughs> it's you, me, you, me, and <laughs> you me, and Logan are at the top, but. Yeah, Jess keeps all of our statistics during the game, so I have yeah. stuff to put into the recap. And I figure if we're tracking all the goals, I might as well put them in there, have some fun with it. What so. do you think for the semis? Do you, do, you, do you like your guys' chances? You're definitely underdogs going into that game. I like my chances if we got everyone there. Yeah. Which you guys have had a pretty good track record of having. I know, but that's the thing is it sounds like for that, we might be missing a couple of people for mm. some meetings, so... We'll see if we got everyone, keep everybody fresh. That's tough. I know. Well, you notice Jake and Aiden are starting to figure it out a little bit. They're starting to put the puzzle pieces together a teeny bit. A teeny bit? I don't know. I I don't want to feed any secrets to you guys. I think I, I just watching you guys play, I feel like I know what you guys can do to score some goals, but that's for you guys to figure out, not for me to share. Because <laughs> at, at the end of the day, we are trying to win this yeah. league for the second time in two years. Uh, so yeah. no, no easy no easy buckets, no easy passes, no. whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah. No. We're dialed in. Well, Troy, thanks for coming on. Yeah. I want to ask uh, Troy a trivia question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no, no nice job. Good job. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Thanks. And I, I wrote those. Well, I didn't write them. I found them. First question, Troy, <laughs> what's the weight of the heaviest pigeon on record at the State <laughs> Fair? At the State Fair? Yeah. Um, let's go with, let's go with 18 pounds. Not even close. What? 18 pounds? A pigeon? A pigeon? Two yeah, what if two that's pounds. cute? Seven ounces. I thought it was going to be just some giant mammoth pigeon. That's what I thought. Ben made me look stupid, so it's my turn <laughs> to make you look stupid. 18 pounds. Well, if, come on. B giant pigeon. Fly? Biggest pigeon. I mean, it probably can't fly if it's 18 Sounds pounds. Sounds like a sad life. Um, all right. All Pigeon right, who couldn't right. fly. It sounds like a children's book. <laughs> do you want State Fair trivia or do you want Iowa trivia? Iowa trivia. I love trivia. Iowa trivia. All right. There's some good Iowa ones yeah. in there. I learned some stuff today putting that together. All right. Here's my question for you. How many states border Iowa? 
And can you name them all? It's a good one. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, um, South Dakota, is that border? That's four. Um, no, no, no. That's all I got off the top of my head. What about? All the places that Minnesota. Oh, Nebraska. I was going to say you got to go the opposite direction. Nebraska. One more. Yep. Oh, gosh. This is probably the hardest one. You don't think you don't think about this one. I wouldn't if I didn't see signs for it from everywhere. Mm. Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, South Dakota, and what about like? Uh, Virginia's not over there, is it? Oh, Virginia? Not Virginia. I don't know the map that well. Nope. Missouri. What is it, Missouri? Because that's the hardest. You had everyone except for South. You went everywhere except yeah. South. You, you yeah, ran I'm a off. lot. I'm up north. Yeah. I, don't I, don't think, I don't think I ever would have gotten South Dakota. So that was that was. The only reason I would have is because when I was working in the USHL, you drive to Sioux Falls. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've got that much. But, yeah, you don't think about Northwest Iowa unless you've been up there as a Des Moines transplant, you don't really think about it as much. There's some awesome spots up there, actually. Some really, huh. really cool spots in Northwest Iowa. All right, I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. Perfect, perfect. Do you want to come on the podcast? No? What? Talk what? about come anything. Come on, get on here. <laughs> she was not having it. I not want to come on the podcast. The world's <laughs> largest concrete gnome. That's a good one is located in this Iowa town. The gnome is 15 feet tall and 3,500 pounds. <laughs> what um, town? Carlisle. No. It's like one of the only cities I know it. Ames. Ames, okay. Ames. Gotcha. Yep. All right, Troy. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks for jumping on, man. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, it, guys. Good stuff. Thanks. All right, we are joined by Cassie now, uh, who has stopped by the Iowa Wild booth, and we saw her take a double take at our sign, our very crude sign, be on our podcast that has now been answered with a second sign, Answer State, trivia. State Fair Trivia. Yep. And so what piqued your interest about this beautiful sign that we put out here? Um, well, I guess I feel like maybe I know quite a bit of stuff about the Iowa State Fair. Uh, I'll be 38 in September, and I've never missed a State Fair in my entire life. So Impressive. I thought she was going to well say, done. I, I thought she was going to say I spelled something wrong. <laughs> and, We're and good. And I was starting to panic a, bit, a little bit. I'm she not a good, good speller, so no, I wouldn't know. Neither am I, but <laughs> I, got, I got this much done. All right, we'll, 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 we got some questions. I'll, I think I'll give, you, I'll give you five questions and then a bonus question. Okay. If you get All the right. bonus question, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah, the bonus question's been a tricky one. Yes, it's All been right. So these are, this is State Fair, and we got some Iowa, like State of Iowa. That's good. Trivia too. All right? All right. So uh, first question, when was the very first Iowa State Fair? What year? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't in Des Moines. It was in Fairfield. Yep. It was a very quick response. She knew that. That was very, she's like, yeah, I was in Fairfield. I could tell. Twenty years before America's great westward movement. Nice. 
Cliff Clavin. Here's a little known fact. 18... 86. Ooh. 1854. Oh, and I was going to say 1856, but I thought, oh. no, that's maybe a little... God, still right there, though. It's still you right there. You said 18. I was, I was excited. Yeah, I yeah. saw you perk, yeah, perk right up. All right. <laughs> Here we go. What famous country star appeared in the grandstand as a replacement for Ricky Van Shelton in 1990? Ooh. As a replacement? Surprise replacement. Last-minute replacement. Garth Brooks. Yep. And he returned to the grandstand in 1991. Yeah. All right. She got one? Yeah, she yeah, did. She right. got one. Quick. Got it quick. Approximately how many types of foods can be purchased on a stick at the fair? Um, all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of them. Just on a stick. Just on a stick. 856. It says over 50 are available on oh, a stick. Oh, man, I thought I'd just go way high. But it does say the list is endless, so you could be right. Pickles, pork chops, corn dogs, corn on the cob, cotton candy, veggie dogs, turkey drumsticks, fried pickles, hot bologna, deep fried candy bars, hot deep bologna. fried hot dogs, chocolate-covered cheesecakes, pineapples, corn brats, salads, and hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, you can even get a caprese salad on a stick. That's impressive. Can you really? Yeah. And the agriculture and, the, and, and health focus. Look yep. at the fair pivoting too. Yeah. Look at that. Not just fried food. No, yeah, it's not, not just fried not just food. Fried it's food. not just the corn dog. No. You know. All right, that was that was a hard was, one. That was three, right? And no. and one with not a real answer, by the way, either. Technically, yeah. blame the guy who came up with the questions. Oh. Um. <laughs> You're not wearing a Nebraska <laughs> shirt. Looking around. Are you? No, 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 okay. no, no, like, no, no. Sorry, it's just no. our red. Yeah, know the audience, right? <laughs> no, yeah. We, we we don't take any side. Well, we, we probably we'll take we'll take Iowa State, Iowa, Iowa Hawkeye side over Nebraska. Anyway. Oh well, yeah, that's yeah, an we'll easy one. We'll take that one. And, and we, maybe that's as far as we can go. Oh, okay. As far as we can go. All right. Well, we'll all go for Iowa State. I uh, mean, personally. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. We won't ble- we won't edit that out. <laughs> when did Iowa become a state? What oh. year? We're gonna go back to. It, it's not. It's just, he said Iowa question. trivia. 1850. Close, 1846. Oh, man. You're right there. Yep. And again, th- these are very difficult questions. They are. All right, last one before the bonus question. Before obviously. the heralded bonus question. Who holds the record for attracting the largest grandstand crowd? The attendance number was 24, th- or sorry, 26,200. Well, I've got two possibilities. Okay. I'm going to go with my f- my first one, and then I'm going to go with the second one. Taylor Swift. It's not Taylor Swift. Garth Brooks. It's not Garth Brooks. Okay. Rose. Not who you'd guess, actually. 1972. Oh, oh. Hold you on. Give another shot here. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I should have asked the, the year. That's that fair. Would make we'll a big, that would make yeah. a big we'll difference. Allow yeah. Yeah. We'll allow it. Judges. We'll 1972. Allow. It was two shows. Okay, so like they had a opener and like the main event, the opener and think? the main event. No, it's event. not two shows. They sang together. Sunny and Cher. Yeah, it says in two shows. Nicely done. Oh, it does it is in two shows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sunny and Sunny Cher. And okay. Cher. Okay. Sunny and Cher. Sunny and Cher. Cool. Is right Sunny and Cher. Then the Beach Boys did twenty-five thousand four hundred. Johnny Cash did 25,300, Chicago 24,700, and then the Oak Ridge Boys did 23,500. Okay. 
Impressive list. It is impressive. All right, bonus question Now for time. the doozy. Again, if you get this one, I don't know how I'll react. What is the weight of the heaviest pigeon on record? Pigeon? Pigeon. Come on, we're at the Iowa State Fair, dude. This was on, this the, was on Iowa the Iowa State, State Fair, Fair website. website. This is in 2014. All right, yeah. we got the biggest. Right back we at got you. the Super Bowl. We got the Big That's Ram. That's on here, too. We That's got on the, here. I can tell you what the um, big boar record is. What is it? 1,330. Three pounds. Oh, wow. you two pounds off. 35, 35, 35. 35. Okay, I knew it was somewhere right Do in there. Do you know the Super Bowl? Um, uh, 3,000. Hold on. 3,300. 3,450. 3,404. Oh, jeez. All right, right keep there. going. Yeah, yeah, How about the giant ram? Oh, um, eight, the, the, the all-time record? I believe so. Yeah, okay. as far as I'm the gonna website say says. Yeah. 875. 507. Oh, okay. That was way off. How about the largest know. rabbit? Oh, jeez. Gosh. 120. 22 pounds. <laughs> 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 All right, I got to be honest. I am from a farm, and we did not have rabbits, so this was a total wild hair guess. Ah, I like it. All right. Do you have a guess on the pigeon? Pigeon. You got to take a guess okay, at the pigeon. Uh, pigeon. 14 pounds. My husband says 14 pounds. Two pounds, seven <laughs> ounces. Two pounds, seven ounces. Yeah. Okay, okay. Can true. I ask you guys some Iowa trivia? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if we're going to do We're both not yeah, from not here. From we're here, transplants. Let's do it. Where are you transplants from? Minnesota. Oh, okay. Not well, you're from Massachusetts. Okay. Well, you're Midwestern. <laughs> sure. Well, technically. Texas, I believe, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah. Texas. Minnesota's close. Minnesota and Iowa are up there. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay, which state <laughs> fair is better, Minnesota or Iowa? Oh, I would say Iowa for sure. Oh, good. I've spent more time at the Iowa State Fair by choice than I have at the Minnesota State Fair. Admittedly, I'm not a huge State Fair person. I've, not, I've never been like a devout State Fair person. Don't judge people who love it, but I've never been a devout yeah. State Fair person. But I've spent more time at the Iowa State Fair by choice sure. than I have being drug along as a kid to the Minnesota, Minnesota State, State Fair. Fair. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. What is Iowa number one in as far as agriculture production? Corn. Corn. Anything else? I'm looking at you here, Goldstein. I, I got a couple more guesses. Um, Let you hang out in the wind here for a little while. Come on, Massachusetts. He's sweating. Yeah, sweating. Um, I don't know about, like, I know corn's up there. I know eggs are huge. Yes, that's one of them. Yep. Okay, eggs. 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 Okay, yeah, there's eggs, one more. Yeah. I think One I got it. for sure. You probably have it. I think I have it, but I want to see if you can get it. You take a guess, then I'll take my guess. Like pork? Good job. Yeah. Yeah, number For one. For some reason, I thought there was like a wine. trick to that, but mm -hmm. yeah. You I knew eggs because when I moved out here, I went, I came to the fair, and I got the hard-boiled egg on a stick because the guy was, yeah. like, was like, you got to get it. Me and my mom were like, okay. So we went and we got it, and there were all the facts everywhere. And the egg on the stick, is, it's good, and it used to be free, I'm assuming, I at the, the was, yeah. Iowa Egg Council and the yeah. egg building. But the pork chop on the stick truly is my absolute 
favorite fair food. Really? Oh, by far. That's the go-to? Oh, we'll yeah. It's just satisfying. It's so juicy. They just do it just right. They don't mm. overcook it. Yeah. It is. So it's not like it's just the novel of eating a pork chop on a no, stick. No. It really is and a it's great. Not, and the thing is, it's not on a man-made stick. It is a bone-in pork chop. I mean, oh. it is like even juicier, more flavorful, right next to the bone. So I where mean, do you get it? Like uh, up at the pork tent. They okay. have a couple tents, I think, around the fair, too, but right up here at the pork tent. Oh, you know what the, the most expensive, this year, what the most expensive food is at the Iowa State Fair, and how much is it? I have absolutely no idea. There's we gotta ate, be we ate no it. idea. You we already ate, ate it. it. We got here around noon, and we split one already. Yeah, yeah, that is not a good. That's a not a good clue. It is not anything Think about to do with Iowa. So it's not a pork tenderloin. In case our fans couldn't hear that. Let's just say it. It is on the coast. It grows in the ocean. Is it the lobster roll? It is the lobster. We were roll. talking about that. We just walked. And we past both it. said I wouldn't get that yeah. at, at an Iowa State Fair. I would I get it if I'm if How I'm visiting yeah, Joey. Yeah, if you're in Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. right? Was it good? But then, but your but your answer was you shouldn't get it in Massachusetts either. You can get it in Massachusetts, but I was like, if you're not getting it in Maine, then it's that's the freshest it's going to be. Is yeah, if you're yeah, in Maine. I agree. But yeah. then I said, but a Midwesterner is going to say Massachusetts is just as good as Maine to get a lobster roll. I, no, as, now I almost feel obligated I mean, to get it. And then we asked how you said how much was okay, it? Okay, yeah, for a foot long. I wish we would have looked. Long, we were right there. Foot long. foot long lobster roll. Yes. Okay, so that changes a lot. It so does. Twenty-five dollars. More than that. More than that, I guess. Yeah, that, I guess you can't even get a you can't even a get regular that a, lobster a, yeah. roll. So if I'm in Maine and I'm getting a lobster roll that's in a normal like hot dog bun, that alone, 45. that alone is going to cost me twenty five bucks probably. Yeah. So if you tack it into a fare, I'm going to guess you're probably looking at sixty sixty five bucks. You're close. Fifty five. <laughs> mm. 55. Wow. Won't be getting that. But don't worry. The pork chop on the stick won't set you back that much. And it is very – and I'm not knocking the uh, – the lobster roll was good. Don't get me wrong. But I'm all about the good – supporting the Iowa. Yeah. As am I. Yeah. Right? As yeah. am I. Get I'm in, the I'm good all in Iowa. Yeah. As am I. Absolutely. Well, Cassie, this has been a treat. Thanks yeah, so much thanks, for stopping guys. by yeah. and doing so excellently on those questions and for grilling us a little bit, too. Yeah. We yeah, enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys. I'm not gonna lie, when, when, when the agriculture question came on, all I could think of, like I knew eggs and pork were huge imports for the state, or exports for the state, but I thought agriculture, I was like, crops. What other like things that you grow, like aside from corn, that's all I could think of. I didn't realize that that counted. I, I thought, I thought I'd read something when I was doing all this research on research. <laughs> Air quotes research. When I was on copy the, when I was get literally copy pasting, that they said something about soybeans too. That was going to be my other guess because I had the same thought you did. I didn't think pork would apply that's to why agriculture. I, got I was yeah. like, I was like, like, even I was like, I know eggs, but I don't think that's agriculture. But maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> Again, we needed a video. We really next year we may need to try. Wait a second. Before we end, I see Richard Bachman. We have to go get him. Go get him. Yeah. Go chase him down. Well, Joey, we were going to wrap our show. We were in the middle of wrapping it. And then literally from afar, I stopped the recording yeah. because I saw 
the one and only Richard Bachman, goaltending coach for the Iowa Wild, walking to the south side of the Varied Industries building like fresh with his entire family. And then I so crudely went over and grabbed him from behind and said, can I steal you away from your family for like three minutes to come and talk? But, uh, Box, thanks for coming over and talking. Summer, you've been having some fun. I know that. You were just back from Kelowna on a, on a bit of work, bit of play. But yep. fill us in on the off season for you and obviously maybe for the family a little bit too as it seems here there's maybe been some pageantry going on in the Bachman's day today. Yeah, you, you caught us on the good days. We had the dance recital this morning here on the Bill Riley stage, which was awesome. And then now we've got a bucket of cookies. So what can, what can go wrong, right? Where's our bucket of cookies? We <laughs> had right? one. We it. ate it already. They're delicious. We started so the day with you that. You have to come just for the cookies. Right. It's unbelievable. Why do you think we get the stand we the where we're, spot. yeah, we could, get, we could have free buckets of cookies Smart sitting man. here for Smart too man. long? But no, summer's been fantastic. We, um, you know, we, we end our season. We kind of get, get rolling, and we do a little work for the draft. And then we have development camp, which was amazing. We spent a week up in Minnesota with all the prospects and all the first-year pros that we had in Iowa last year. So we get to see them and middle of summer and then we get a few weeks to kind of enjoy time with the family and soon enough here we're getting back to work and heading up to minnesota for main camp very very soon i have two questions for you uh, joey i don't know what you have for him the first one i would ask is the summer brett mclean the new regime you're one of a few that will transfer over from what was the Tim Army regime into the Brett McLean regime. I'm not asking for a comparison. I'm asking for what have the early goings been like? What have you noticed about working with Brett so far and how things are going to continue to grow and, and develop as we get closer to puck drop here? Yeah, he just, you know, uh, Brett's super excited to be the head coach, and he obviously really, really enjoyed his time when he was here in Iowa. So I know for him, he's really excited to be back in Iowa, and you know, you, you look at the team that we're going to have, and we have a really young prospect pool in the organization, and I know he's a younger coach, and we got the young prospects, but I think everyone's just excited to grow together and make something special. We got a lot of really good, talented people coming in from the coaching side and player side, so it's exciting. Lastly for me, and then I'll hand it over to my compatriot here, Jesper Volstead coming in he's named to the all prospect team of the american hockey league there's a lot of expectation for this young man and so far it seems like he's proven he's very much worthy of that expectation how have things been going this summer what has the communication been like between you and him and what are some of the expectations that you can tell us about for him coming into year two of his north american professional career yeah yeah year two is a big year for him and like you said there's a lot of expectations and you know he's not gonna Everyone expects him to be perfect, and he's, he's a really good goalie, and he's pretty near perfect in a lot of areas. There's still going to be some bumps and bruises in year two. Um, but he's, he's ready for the challenge to really become one of the top, top goalies in the American Hockey League, not just from the prospect stage, but from the veteran, the whole thing. He's, he wants to take that step and be one of the best, and then from there hopefully get a little taste of what maybe it's like in the NHL. Um, so, But over the summer, you know, we touch base – Every couple weeks, and I think the expectation for him is now that he knows what the the style and the pace of North American hockey is, is to come in and get it going right from day one. There's no rolling into this thing slowly. Like He's got to come in and be ready to go, and there's no doubt in my mind he'll be ready to do that. He's a great kid when it comes to that. We've talked a little bit about how important it is to have Zane back in the fold as well. From your end of things, I mean, consider Jesper still being a younger guy, how important is it for him to have someone like Zane coming back for another year, somebody he's comfortable with, but also someone who can take the load off if he needs a break. Yep. And there's 
no concerns with the way Zane plays. Yeah, Zane's Zane's gonna he's gonna push every single night because Zane wants to play too, mm -hmm. and Zane fully understands that Jesper needs to develop, and that's what he's here to do. But he's also gonna push him. But he's also we use the mentor, and sometimes it gets misconstrued that he's not a valuable piece of the actual playing part. And he he's gonna win us a lot of hockey games, and we're gonna need him to win us hockey games. So. We are very fortunate to have Zane back, and we're really lucky to have him, not only for Jesper, but for all the young prospects that we have, because he just does things right every single day. Same with Dakota Mermis and those guys. Mm -hmm. So we're very fortunate. Um, but yeah, Zane's, Zane's going to be, he's going to be pushing, and he wants to get, he wants to get some games too. And so it's going to be a great little tandem. And, you know, and then we got Hunter Jones coming back. And while he's probably scheduled more to be with the Heartlanders, he's going to be a big part in our goalie tandem as well this year. As, uh, as we've all seen with Vegas and those teams, you need depth, you and know. we're very fortunate right now to, to have that in the organization. I think that's one There's depth thing. everywhere, man. There's depth everywhere. There's so much depth. It's nice with, I mean, I just, I've seen the way Jesper is. We've talked to him and how Zane is. Those are guys who are the ultimate competitors, and they hate losing. And yep. I can imagine that as much as they're going to help each other, there's going to be great competition between them this year too. So that's for sure. Exciting and and that's uh, and that's how those guys get better and, mm -hmm. and they enjoy it. So it's awesome. We're we're very fortunate here in Iowa. So we just talked about stuff that you know nothing about in goaltending. Now we're going to talk one more thing about something you know a lot about, I'm sure, and that is the weight of the heaviest pigeon ever recorded. It was recorded here at the Iowa State Fair. What do you think in all of your great bird knowledge that you have what would you say the heaviest pigeon on record is what weight is that benny i have no idea but before <laughs> no i does. answer this because i gotta think about this for a second i saw the biggest cow i think i've ever seen today yeah how much it down weighed? by <laughs> down by the craft beer tent near all the child rides there's a cow down there it had i it looked like three horses put together <laughs> it was insane but that's uh, I, I don't know biggest pigeon Imagine you got to double. It's got to be forty-two pounds. You say you got to double it? You think a regular size pigeons? They, uh, I think a regular's got to be like five to five pounds. So we're no. My original is twenty-three pounds. Well, it's a better guess, still, but yeah, still, still no. Still what do we got? Two pounds seven ounces. I the thought a pigeon would be like five yeah, pounds. Heavy, heaviest, heavy, heaviest. Yeah, it's, yeah, we don't have to put the explicit next to the podcast if you say <laughs> crap. That's okay. Yeah, two two point seven. That's a typo. I don't think so. 27. I was I right. I think so. <laughs> said 23. That's what the Iowa State gotta, Fair website says. i got to actually pay attention when I come around here now. I don't know if you're going to find anything on pigeons around here. That, probably that, not. That's, a, that's why we've been asking everybody this question. How do you because think that so came about? You think someone was just walking and they were just like, <laughs> that, that pigeon's <laughs> fat. <laughs> and then they had to catch How it. much does that thing weigh? Well, <laughs> well probably, probably, couldn't fly. probably couldn't fly. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, you learn that. something every day that I am a terrible <laughs> preserver of birds and how much do they weigh? You picked the right profession. Yes. You stayed away yeah. from from, uh, from from. I know how big a hockey net is, so yeah, it's probably true. It's true. Four by six still last time I That's checked. Last time I there checked. There we go. Doesn't change. Thanks for letting me track you down and pull me away from your family. No, this is awesome, Benny. And a pleasure to have you over, and we'll be seeing you soon. Sounds good. Great to see you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's goaltending coach of the Iowa Wild, Richard Bachman, a special surprise guest today uh, for our podcast. Well, we were trying to wrap it earlier, and then we ran into Bacher. Well, I yep. saw him from across the way, and as you were joking, as I went up and literally grabbed him from behind, thank goodness yeah. it was indeed him and yep. not some strange person. Uh, but a really fun day per usual. What did we learn today? So much. We were all over the map today. 
Uh, let's Wait, see. We, what did we say at the beginning of the podcast? There's no there's structure. No rules, no. There's no flow. Yeah, yes, there is there no, no rules. rules. This is this is prison rules in here. Let's see. What did we learn today? We learned Ben tweets from the mobile desktop browser on his phone. Safari. Safari. Safari yep. on my phone. Yes, we I do. We learned that a the heaviest pigeon on record is that just ever or is it just at the fair? It was two pounds. Um, we learned that eggs, pork, and corn are the top three imports for uh, or exports. I think exports would be yeah producers. Big. Producers. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the the biggest biggest markets in the agriculture world. And what else did we learn? We learned that everybody loves cookies. Everybody loves cookies. Those are kind of my my big three takeaways um, from this fair. How about you? Let's see. Um, that it's okay if you're... Uh, it's okay if you... Actually, that was a story Richard told us. I was, I, I was thinking Richard told us that story on air, but he told us this after, yeah. after he got off. A story about a very harrowing experience on a fair ride with his son Knox a few years ago, but we'll save that for when we have him on later. And full disclosure, it's show. not because it was it had nothing to do with the ride itself. No, and had nothing to do with actually anything that Richard did or didn't do as a dad. It was just no, it was, uh, oh, well, the kid they, was maybe a little young to yeah, go they on. Kinda yeah. Snuck yeah. Him on yeah. Yeah, they kind of snuck him on so the ride. Yeah, kind of snuck him on the ride. So that's where they We'll save that. Yeah. It's a funny story. I, I, I was blanking there, I, and I was actually also Googling while you were talking because I was sitting here going, like, did I, did I, did I copy and paste that wrong, <laughs> the, the pigeon? But no, I, I double-checked it. It was indeed 2.7 pounds. That's really the thing that's blown me away. Um, let's see. Uh, Cassie, uh, what, what else did we learn from Cassie there? Uh, the pork on a stick. The pork chop oh, on yeah. a stick. Oh, yeah, pork chop on a stick I is mean, one we got to get. I mean, I, the way she sold that, I almost am wondering if she's not getting a cut of these profits. Yeah. Because I'm it, was such a great, it was such a great selling piece from her. That's I'm lunch. definitely going to that. I'm going to be eating that that's on Wednesday. That's lunch for me on Wednesday after, after we shoot our... Our video uh, on Wednesday, it's going to be lunch before I go back to the office. And what can we hint about that? Because we've kept it very yeah. lock and key. We're not telling people what we're doing. Um, but let's give people a reason to be watching like a pigeon yeah. <laughs> our social media yeah. as we move forward. Because we are excited about what we're about to do on Wednesday. Yeah, so uh, we are we're, we, we're going to be entering a contest. Uh, that's just, it's a very... Um, it's just a it's just state fair centric kind of contest, right? Uh, we're not baking anything. We are not eating anything. We are participating in a contest where hopefully one of us can take home some kind of a prize. Uh, I think we are decent enough athletes where we can make this work. Um, but it is, is very much centered around animals. And State Fair sanctions. State this is fair a State sanctioned. Fair sanctioned event that um, we, the podcast hosts of Riding the Bus, will be taking part in. Yep, yep. It's, it does sound like an, anybody can kind of go in and sign up, but we wanted to make sure that we got a spot, so we made sure to reach out to the proper people mm -hmm. to get that. Uh, and we are very excited about it, and hopefully that video will come out before the end of the fair, if not uh, just shortly after uh so sometime probably next week uh but it's going to be an exciting one i think people are going to love it and we are going to uh have richard shaky kraus our equipment manager 
finally we're going to get him on, uh, which is going to be a superb show. Uh, you'll want to set aside a lot of time for get it. Get your popcorn, yep, grab a yep, drink, yep. sit down, relax. It'll be long, and it will be extremely interesting. It yep. will not be long and boring. No, that is not who this moment. man is. Um, there is nothing dull about Richard Shaky Krause. Uh, he is someone that will keep you glued to the podcast from start to finish. We're going to get some stories out from him, and we're really excited about that. That will be our next episode. We won't give you a date on it yet, but we are going to have that coming out in short order uh, to work back into the normal normalcy of our podcast yep. uh, as we wrap up Faircast number two uh, in the annals of riding the bus history, which is great. Great day at the fair. Thanks for all you did to make this possible. Joey, uh, any final parting notes before we bid adieu to our Faircast number two? Nope. I think it's just thanking everybody we got to thank, and let's hit the road. Thanks to Jeremy Core and Executive Podcast Solutions, as well as Marquise Jones for just being our editor, even though he won't have a hand in this one on the audio side. But it's always good to have Marquise on your team. Uh, as well as Explore Minnesota uh, for presenting you this podcast. For Joey Goldstein, for all of our wonderful guests today and everybody that made our Faircast possible, I'm Ben Gislason and two honks and two corn dogs for the win.